millions of peaches, peaches for free. It's if you're listening, one person's mission to force a friend to listen to all the music he avoided in high school. I'm Ramsey. That's a rare one. I don't have to ask you what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's a reference to our favorite presidents. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure. <laughs> also, one of my first CDs. Oh, is that true? I think they, so. I had it did. on CD, but but it, that was definitely a very early CD for me. They had more than two songs. There were other ones on the CD. Did I listen okay. to them? I don't know, but <laughs> there were. It was a full CD. All right, not a, not a CD single. <laughs> I love that. Good for them. Uh, how are you, Ramsey? I'm doing pretty solid. Uh, I am pretty much over that COVID nineteen. Guys, COVID finally got Ramsey. <laughs> I, I had a good in. run. I had a good run. I had COVID and two broken legs in the time that it took Ramsey to get COVID once. <laughs> Wait, does that mean I have to break a leg now? Is Twice. Oh, man. That's how it goes. Like, one person in our friend group has to have a broken bone at any given interval. It's like that kneeling, standing, sitting down game. So, yeah, it's up to you now. Yeah. Boy. All right. Well, I'll I'll take the next one. Okay, great. Uh, Because I'm not. Um, (laughs) Heather. Ramsey. Today, on the show, we have, (laughs) with no segue, from the Flophouse... From The Daily Show and one of the original Peaches, ladies and gentlemen, it's Dan McCoy. Hello. Does that mean anything to anyone? We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) It's up to them. Yeah. Hi, it's me. I'm here. (laughs) Welcome. America's scamp, Dan McCoy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. You specifically asked me to hit America's scamp in your intro. I'm trying to get it going. No one has been calling you that. Except for me. It's because you also insist on the TM at the end. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I do. I mean, I do like that. I like to call myself the world's oldest teen TM. So it's it's nice that we both have trademark catchphrases uh, that yes, we're trying yes, to get yes. <laughs> to get to catch on. People love love that. <laughs> I have a friend uh, at the Daily Show, uh, or well, I mean, I don't know whether she's going to come back or not. It's up to her. She's kind of on a hiatus, but she's a she was a writer, uh, Lauren, who uh, shares with me sort of at heart the pop culture lovings of teenage girls not mm. not <laughs> same not all of it like that's not the, the the totality of our enjoyment but uh, that's the person that i text whenever it's like i don't know let's let's talk about you or let's talk about uh oh, love you you know <laughs> uh what's do revenge like anything oh. that <laughs> but also the do revenge soundtrack yeah so good yeah <laughs> Yeah, these are my interests as well. <laughs> I have a matchbook of Taylor Swift matches oh, on nice. my desk right now. So beautiful. Yeah, uh, love a teen drama. Uh, a friend was over here the other day. As I mentioned, I have a broken leg, and I they were working while I was watching the new Gossip Girl. Mm-hmm. And from the other room, I just hear, hear her go, "What are you watching?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "That's, that's pretty fair." Yeah, pretty fair. I, I yeah, I I, I like to. I haven't I haven't been uh, to the gym in shamefully long as my physique will attest, but I used to like text <laughs> Audrey uh, updates on what was going on in bizarre soaps I was watching. Uh, oh yeah, but. I love it. I love it. Um, uh, Heather, I'm I, I just have to go back like no, three please. levels. What is a Taylor Swift match? Oh no, it's literally a book of matches that just is uh, Taylor hmm. Swift read on it. That's all. Oh, is that my something gave she gave it to me? Okay, I, I, don't I didn't know where it like, came from. <laughs> The Target exclusive with matchbook edition or something like that. I don't like know. That. It was given to me as a okay. gift. I have no idea where it came from. <laughs> well, enjoy them in good health. I was, just needed more info. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> um, we are not here to talk about 
teen shows. Although no. I will, if sure. if anyone else, I mean, we literally have. We had a whole episode yeah, we about did an episode one about tree the OC hill and one wow. tree. Yes. <laughs> um, but. Dan, would you like to tell us what album we are going to listen to today? Uh, if I re- recall correctly... <laughs> <we're>, <laughs> it's whatever you want. We're, you can go on the fly. I don't we're care. We're talking about <laughs> speaking in tongues. Is that what I said? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yep. This is a Talking Heads album, uh, my favorite band. Um, and the first one I had on CD, still probably my favorite, uh, you know, like... Uh, the soundtrack just stopped making sense, especially after they extended it. Like originally, the original release didn't have everything that was in the movie. Like it's pretty great as a greatest hits, but as uh, just an album, this is the one I like the most. Still, it's not as cool as their <laughs> uh, early punkier things. Um, you know, it doesn't have the it, like. It's weird to me. It's like it's one of the most popular ones, but I don't feel like it's the one with the cachet. But yeah. it's also not. Um, you know, like at the very end, it was clear David Byrne was getting less interested in what was going on in Talking Heads and wanted to go and do a bunch of world music releases. And, uh, you know, Naked is very much sort of more the first David Byrne solo album feeling than it is a Talking Heads mm. album. Uh, not not such a big fan of, of that one compared to the rest. But uh, this is smack in the middle. It's got like some of the early punk stylings and some of the later like polyrhythms. Love it. So, is was what was your entry point to Talking Heads? Was it this album? Like, how did you get into them? Um, it's <laughs> what I really credit it to is my older brother John, like, just really <laughs> freaking me out one night. Um, <laughs> there was a night where he, like, my brothers. I have two older brothers, John and Robert. John is ten years older than me. Robert is thirteen years older. Oh. So you know, it's a yeah, it's an you know interesting dynamics. Like, I didn't know Rob quite as much growing up because he was out of the house earlier, but John was around long enough that he was in charge a lot of looking after me. And he liked Talking Heads, and he he was playing an album one night, I remember, when he was... It was just me and his friend was over, his high school friend, Todd, and I was the little kid sitting on the ground listening to older people talk and not quite understanding. And my brother, John, was talking about uh, EC Comics. I don't know why. Like, we all, as a family, we were fascinated by media much before our time. Uh, You know, like, this is, like, in the late 80s, this is happening. And he's talking about EC Comics uh, from, you know, 40 years earlier. Uh, Is this before the Tales from the Crypt show as well? I think the Tales from the Crypt show... Probably had debuted, so there was you know more okay. of a, like a wave of remembrance of it. But mm-hmm. he was specifically talking about the comic Carrion Death, which I know now, <laughs> in retrospect, remembering what he was talking about, a, a, a comic about a a convict who's chained to a dead convict and having to try and drag it through the the desert and uh, wow. eventually getting his his eyes plucked out by vultures. Um, <laughs> So he's talking about this, and I'm a little kid, and I'm getting scared, and he puts on uh, Stop Making Sense, I think, uh, because it starts with Psycho Killer, and I'm getting scared, and none of this is scary as an adult, like, (laughs) 
Right. <laughs> EC comics are pretty silly <laughs> at yeah. their heart, and Psycho Killer really isn't like. I mean, it's called Psycho <laughs> Killer, but who who knows what that song's about? Like, it's not going to terrify anyone. Um, but as a kid, I was weirded out, and I'm sure I mean, David Burns a little scary. <laughs> he's a yeah, he's an odd guy, and uh, yeah. yeah, he sings in a way that could be alarming to a child who's used to. <laughs> You know, more conventional, like, melodic voices rather than sure, sure. a great singing voice that is odd. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I think that, you know, what happens with kids is something sticks in your head that disturbs you. And the way you deal with it is to, like, turn it over until you love that thing. And I think that I picked up the CD a few years later, sort of determined to conquer Talking Heads. <laughs> <laughs> and, I love uh, that. Grew to love them. I love that. Um, Francie, what I know, I feel like maybe we've talked briefly on the podcast about your familiarity with Talking Heads and your fandom. So what is, what, that is not a question, but a statement. <laughs> Speak on it. We, we've <laughs> done enough of these episodes that I knew what you were doing. Go. <laughs> okay, here I go. So uh, I was actually introduced to this song by, uh, at my high school talent show, the science teacher performed Psycho Killer. Mm. Yeah. Uh, because, oh, it was the French club sponsored talent show, and there's that f- French verse. Oh, sure. Uh, bridge, I guess I'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. And he was the cool science teacher, and this song mm-hmm. was weird, and I had to know more, and so explored Talking Heads from there. So this is a rare album that was from my high school experience. Just, it didn't time out right for me. I didn't know... Immediately, I don't know the track list or that sort of thing. I'm more of a greatest hits kind of talking heads sure, guy. Sure. Yeah. I did go see a screening of True Stories that David Byrne introduced at the IFC Film Center, and it was very cool to see him uh, ride his bike up to the theater <laughs> while we were in line outside. Yeah, that is cool. Heather, you also like talking heads, though. I do. Speak on that. I will speak on that. Um, similarly, I'm a greatest hits person. But I definitely have listened. I feel like my parents liked it. And so I feel like it was always around. Like, I feel like I've always known Talking Heads. But then in college, uh, went to art school. So, <laughs> you know, people were listening to Talking Heads. <laughs> Makes sense. So I do, like, I do remember Talking Heads being played at parties in college. Um and I feel like that's probably when I actually got into them more on my own. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely more of a singles situation. And then, not for nothing, the uh, Talking Heads podcast. What what was the name of it? Uh, the uh, Scott Ackerman, Adam Scott one. Yeah, uh, I can't remember uh, which talking version. Heads talking Heads to my Talking Head. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember which title version it was, but that definitely yeah. got me into it deeper. Just like hearing, listening to all those songs you know, for like two hours on every episode. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I think it's interesting looking back. I don't know. I mean, you know, this is a podcast from uh, what has been described to me about albums, you know, like you were really into in high school. And yeah, the fact that I, look, I mean, Talking Heads put out their first album in 77, named 77, <laughs> yeah. uh, and their final album, Naked, came out in 88 and i was born in 78 so they spanned just before i was born until when i was like 10 and yeah and the and you know by the time i was in high school you know no one was listening to talking heads as like the like a new thing like i'm sure some people were listening to it but you know when you're a kid especially i feel like there's 
you want to listen to the new music. The people around me yeah. did at least. Um, and so I kind of had no idea how big they were. Like I knew that they, you know, like there was a concert yeah. film or whatnot, but it feels like such bizarre music in a way that like, and it felt so personal to me enjoying it that I was surprised then to learn how wildly popular the yeah. band was and how huge they were at their peak. And, it, and also now like, you know, I feel like there's been a real resurgence where like so many new bands sound like talking heads. Sure. Like, yeah. The sound has come back around, but it was, you know, for listening to them in high school was kind of odd you know. Yeah, totally. And I mean, even what I'm saying, like, I do feel like I was listening to them in college. Like, I graduated college in 2007. So, like, that speaks, I think, to, like, it was the cool art kid thing to listen to even yeah. in the mid-2000s. Right, you right. know, like, the fact that they have, you know, stood that test of time, even if it might just be the singles and maybe it's not fall albums, that's still crazy. Like, you know, not not most bands can say that. Yeah. So, that's impressive. I am excited to listen to an album front to back, though, and see if I like all the songs, or yeah. do I only like singles? I don't know. <laughs> Heather, can you show me the album art? Sure can. There you go. Uh, now, I one. think that this is the album art where, I forget who it was, they got like a really notable artist to do art for this, and David Byrne like, threw it out and was like, no, no, I oh. want to do the album art. And so... <laughs> This is his art that he, I think, kind of did without telling the rest of the band. One of the many reasons why they were not—they uh, didn't get along that well by the end. But, um, but I like this uh, art by by Byrne. Someone in the like the past, like maybe the past year, sent me a job listing to like work for David Byrne, and I was like, I think they sent it to me somewhat seriously, and I was just like, I don't. I don't know if I want, would want that job. That seems no. like a little stressful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I get the impression he's mellowed out a I'm lot. Sure. I actually got to shake his hand at the Daily Show. He was like one of two guests I ever said, "Hey, can I meet this?" Because it was generally yeah, you were not supposed to bother the guests. <laughs> of course, of course. If you saved up goodwill, you could. And I came down and I said, "Your music's meant a lot to me." And he, you know, very quietly. And shyly said, oh, thank you very much in a David Byrne quiet voice. And then that was clearly the end of the interaction <laughs> as far yeah, as totally. he was concerned. And that, that's fine. I understand. Well, it also, like, those interactions, I, I work in production and also, like, I totally get it. Because, yeah, there are people where it's like, you just have to act like they're not a celebrity because right. they hate it. Yeah. But I think people who don't work in that world sometimes are like, oh, that's so cool. You must meet all these people. And it's like... Yeah, but like I don't, I don't talk. I don't, you don't want to bother. Like, they're at work. Yeah, they don't want to bother them. They're like, it's so weird. Um, but yeah, you have to you have to save it up for good the good ones. <laughs> who, who was your second one that you? Uh, the, oh yeah, the other one was uh, Gillian Jacobs, who oh. um, you know I of course liked a lot from Community, but also speaking yeah. of Scott Ackerman, I liked a lot from um listening to on comedy bang bang and i brought down a picture of uh i printed out a picture of gary marshall uh, oh, yes. as her, yes. yeah her husband the long time bit on that yeah and uh she's so good at that yeah she laughed and she signed it and she's like she signed i want his money exclamation point yeah. <laughs> and she That's was good, very, i mean like she actually seemed like she was willing to like hang out and chat a little bit but i didn't want to push it so <laughs> yeah love that um yeah, this album art is fine. Mm. It's yeah. d- it, it does feel like it's trying to do a world art 
thing to me. Yeah. There's a big circle in the middle that I initially assumed was like a window to the vinyl, but I think is no, just it's painted. No, it's just a yep. finger painting of a big, big blue swirl. <laughs> yeah. I really like the odd spacing of the words, just random spaces in the middle. Stress stresses me out. Mm. <laughs> You want to get Stresses in there and burn those things? <laughs> Move it over. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's the album art. Not, uh, it's not bad, though. It's totally fine. It kind of reminds me of the Tom Tom Club music video. The mm. Genius of Love. Is that the album? Yeah. Mm. I okay. mean, this is like, these are very like African-influenced colors and designs in a right. way that I'm sure would be uh, questioned <laughs> yeah. today yeah. for for Burn to just be like, I'm going to use that in my art. But yeah. um, Paul Simon said it was okay. I, mean, <laughs> I, think Bern, I think, I mean, look, I'm not a, a person of color. I can't speak to it. I think Burn approaches these things generally in a pretty good way because he has actual musicians from right. all over that are like yeah. an integ- integral part of like the music he makes. But, uh, but yeah, it's, a, you know, I, I, I don't know how it would be received now. No. Yeah, fair Same. point. Um, shall we get into it? Sure. I think we shall. Oh, this is a, sh- this is a short album. Four, nine songs? Wow. Mm. So back in the day, she had to fit it on a, <laughs> an yeah. actual disc. Yeah. Yeah. And here you go. I mean, I know this song, of course. Starting off with the big one. Possibly? Yeah. I don't know. I Let's see. Uh, oh, from Home Improvement. I remember this song. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's how you know it? What? No, I'm just kidding. I, I know it from beyond that, but I do think they showed this in the last episode, or played this in the last episode. That's so weird that you know that. <laughs> I believe they are destroying the set of Tool Time as they sing this song. Hmm. Okay. I'm very sorry that you now know this. Yeah, I'm actually pretty mad at you. Uh, now I like all- I'm trying to... S- Go ahead. I like the way all these hits in the background are like did it, did it, did it. Like it, like it all sounds like it's just sort of like ricocheting around. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I was looking it up. This was their highest charting hit single. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that this, like as a song, was probably, you know, Psycho Killer uh, terrified me. But I think this was the <laughs> one that was like my actual entry point in terms of like. Yeah, I like that song. Let's burn down a house. Come on, everyone. <laughs> Let's go. That's funny. Is this is this Brian Eno era or is that later? Uh, Brian Eno was uh, an earlier era. Oh, That's okay. like Remain in Light and uh, especially uh, what's it called? The one with like the raised stuff on it that looked the pattern. Oh, Fear of Music. Okay. Okay, also, I was checking to make sure I didn't invent this. Uh, I very specifically know this song also from the movie 13 Going on 30. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's prominently featured consistent. in that movie. Which yeah. is another classic and yeah. uh, an early example of uh, Andy Circus not being motion captured in a oh. major Hollywood film. <laughs> you get what? to see him what as... That? He, is, uh, he is like the publisher of the magazine, I think. The... Oh. That um, Jennifer Garner works at. Works at, yeah. But he does wear ping pong balls? <laughs> yes, just, you know, <laughs> okay. for style. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I can see why this was a hit, you know? It's got, it's, uh, it's 
got all the talking head hallmarks. Plus, it's about you know, like it's a it's easy to use as a party jam because it's about uh, the house burning down. <laughs> totally. Uh, what's the name of the band that would later mine this? Uh, not needing any water because the what's... roof is on fire. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't need Bloodhound no water. Gang? Is it Bloodhound Gang? Okay. I don't know. I don't actually know if there. I feel like lots of bands did covers of that, so I'm not even sure. Um, you only know it from Napster. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I think it's. Yeah, I think it is them. Well, that. I mean, I can't. I. I feel like I have to take back judging you for the home improvement thing that I pulled Bloodhound Gang so quickly. Ugh. <laughs> 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 And, and this is, you know, this is a song I can dance awkwardly around to and feel good about myself because David Byrne... I don't Byrne think you, there's a way to dance to this that's not awkward. Also, maybe. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a herky-jerky yep. dancer, much like <laughs> Choo Choo, the herky-jerky dancer from <laughs> Mr. Show, so... I think this, that's what this music is made for. Yeah. Dan, you are... You might be the center of the Venn diagram between Heather and I with your... <laughs> 13 going on 30 references and obscure <laughs> Mr. Show references. That's, that's pretty yeah. nice. Yeah. So, e- people are either usually a Heather or a Ramsey on this show. Yeah. You might, you might be dividing. Uh, I'm a real the crowd. cultural rac- raccoon. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll eat whatever's yep. given to me. <laughs> okay. This song is called Making Flippity Flop. What? Uh, making, making, making Flippy Floppy. Come on. Let's get it. Oh, Flippy <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just adding more syllables yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah. Making flippy flop. I don't know if that's better or worse though than what I said. <laughs> I don't know what either. What is this song about? <laughs> um, making flippy floppy. Yeah. Oh, sure, of course. Sorry, my bad. It's it's a little bit hard with the zoom, but the guitar sure. the guitar effect reminds me of uh, Survivor by uh, Destiny's Child. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Yeah, this one, uh, the first one is much more, like, immediately accessible. This one's more, like, odd, but uh, (laughs) I love every song on this album, I think. I can't remember what all we're in for. Yeah, I was going to ask, do you have, do you have a favorite song on the album, or is that Uh, too hard for you? Let me just refresh my my (laughs) memory of the track Totally. Mm-hmm. That actually feeds into a, a follow-up question. Like, do you listen to this? What, when's the last time you think you listen to this end to end? I mean, it is hard. You know, you listen to a favorite album so much in high school that even though I have, like, I have, you know, in my now middle age, you know, uh, be, you, uh, given into the siren song of collecting something new, and that's vinyl. Uh, sure. My friend told me like how I could get a good setup without spending a lot of money. I don't want to be crazy about it, but uh, uh, so I have all of the albums on vinyl, and I'm probably more likely to pull out other stuff just because I listened to this so much when I was. But yeah, I still will. Uh, I would say, I mean. Probably this must be the place. Yeah. Just because that one's kind of easy to love. It's like the closest mm. to yeah. 
sweet that they ever get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's my favorite Talking Head song period as well. So what about you, Ramsey? Uh, that's that one in particular is one that I've uh, tried to figure out how to play on the keyboard when you don't have like the slidey thing <laughs> to do oh. that. But uh, I do like that song a lot. I don't know what I would say is my favorite. Um, I have a weird soft spot for "Girlfriend Is Better," which I Girlfriend think is, is better is one of the top ones, definitely. Um, I don't know that one. Ooh, that's next though. I'm excited now. <laughs> my my main Talking Heads consumption was my dad got a two disc best of from uh, the BMG Music Club that I stole. Of course, of course. Yeah. Uh, which I, think, is why I'm, I didn't know how else you got music in the 90s. That's it, yep, that's it. Um, but that's why I, I also think like weird bonus tracks like Sugar on My Tongue are like part of the Talking Heads main canon. Right. <laughs> Whereas uh, I like, yeah, I only heard those like years after I'd gotten so familiar with the rest of them. I'm like, what is this? What is this <laughs> nonsense? It's a weird one. Um, yeah, I, I, Slippery People is also great. That's got... The call and response uh, chorus, so that's a lot of fun. That's not one I can immediately pull up in my brain, but we'll see. We'll see if I agree that it's a good song. You're on trial now. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, all this is like, you know, got a certain amount of like space funk quality. Mm, Uh, Bernie Worrell is on the, in the band at this point. Um, it's weird, honestly, that only now have, like, years after being young and having gone to a hippie school, uh, do I uh, use pot with any frequency. But <laughs> it seems like this would have been a good album to listen to. Hi. I don't know. I guess there's still time to discover whether that's true. <laughs> you didn't You didn't have those Max Fun sponsors back in college to hook you up. <laughs> they, they do. I mean, they. I, I don't know if they particularly love our uh, our ads or what. Like every once in a while, they'll be like, "Yeah, have some more." I'm like, sure, okay, okay. Uh, have you gotten to see David Byrne live or any of the other Talking Heads? Yes, I I saw him on his tour. Uh, Right after his album with St. Vincent, uh, they mm. had a, a free live show in Prospect Park, which was, you know, exhibit A in discovering just how beloved uh, this man still is, that yeah. it was just absurd. There's no way to get in. I got a place sort of outside the bounds of the free concert, and they had big enough screens up that I could see everything that was going on, and that was actually still an amazing concert, even seeing it from far away on big (laughs) screens. Um, But I went to American Utopia when it was on Broadway, Mm -hmm. and uh, that was wonderful. And I was actually, I think, like I bought tickets as soon as it was announced. I was there on the first day, I think. Oh, cool. That's awesome. The official run. Um. And I got to talk to Chris France on um, a podcast, uh, Go Fact Yourself, uh, where they got him on because I claim to be a Talking Heads <laughs> expert. It's a trivia show where you have to be experts on things. So, And uh, he, he, he seemed very nice. 
how did you how did you do? Or, or should uh, we? I think I did well on that episode. Uh, I don't know. Look it up. Look it yeah. up and tell me if I was wrong. About <laughs> my remembrances. At my old job, we did a video with him and Tina reacting to their episode of Documentary Now. Oh wow! For for IFC, yeah. What was the yeah. reaction? How did they feel about it? It was a little weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, they were fine. Uh, they were fine with it. Uh, mostly, I remember it being a rough edit, but I don't think it was their fault. So I think I'm mm. just being triggered by how bad the edit just process was for me to, personally. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, th- I haven't. I mean, this was so long ago. I'd have to. I should go back to it. I'll send it. I'll, if I can find it online, I'll send you guys the link. Yeah, we'll, we'll put it in the notes. Yeah, that was forever ago. I mean, that was uh, before Hulk Hogan sued my old company. Oh. <laughs> I think. So it was a minute ago. Um, so, I mean, this is deep into the time where the lyrics are basically gibberish. Uh, <laughs> but evocative gibberish. Uh, and, okay. and I like this one about how it just seems to be like how he's bragging. The singer's bragging about how he's got a girlfriend that's better than this. <laughs> and then lasers go off. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Have you heard this one, Heather? Does this ring a bell? No. It's a goodie. Well, this is so specific. I feel like this is sampled in something I know, but I don't know this whole song. Interesting. But the part that was just happening is like triggering a part of my brain, and I'm like, am I gonna be able to figure this out? I, I don't know. Uh. Okay. I'm gonna search for a minute. I have uh, I have the album pulled up, but I yeah, it doesn't tell me whether it's what was sampled in. Oh uh, no, there she goes. <laughs> <laughs> this is before "Stop Making Sense." Uh, yes. I mean, I think that in part, "Stop Making Sense" was kind of to to push this album there's a lot of this on stop making sense okay as well as you know their big hits from before this and uh yeah i mean still my favorite concert album there's like what's the only other one that comes close for me there's something else and i can't remember what it is maybe it'll come to me but i mean i love jonathan demi as well as a filmmaker so yeah I, who I also saw in person. Oh, well, really? We're talking about people we saw in people in person. I uh, I went to at the Brooklyn Academy of Music. There was an mm-hmm. early screening of Rachel Getting Married, and he was cool. there uh, uh, wearing a Hawaiian shirt and seeming <laughs> really laid back. <laughs> I saw American Utopia at Forest Hills uh, before it went to Broadway, but I think it was pretty much very similar the show yeah uh and one of the top five shows i've been to it was really incredible honestly it may be american utopia the spike lee film mm. of oh, the yeah. show that i'm thinking of as the there other great concert movie so i can't find what i think sampled this oh, so no. it's also possible i made it up but it's unclear. also possible it's, it's also me very in the future. hard to search for <laughs> yeah it's you it's, yeah it's you in the future I time travels. Yep. 
<laughs> I, lo I love all these um, just long, like, weird Synth music breaks. breaks. Yeah, I, like, this, is, this is weird. <laughs> the, the, I mean, they were just using such talented musicians by this I mean, like, they were talented musicians themselves, but yeah. they were... I don't know. Like it's 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 interesting to think like they're mostly art school kids who are like we just want to be in a band and they learned how to be musicians and that yeah. wasn't necessarily their focus from the beginning but now they've got such a great extended band and they're all jamming with one another and <laughs> it's such a tight group. I mean it's weird stuff but I love it. It works. It fully works. Did your uh, did your older brothers influence your music taste in other ways, or was it purely scaring you into this band? <laughs> Great question. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of my f there are a lot of other bands that I like a lot that I think I encounter through them. I mean, whether it be the, something as obvious as the Beatles, which they also listen to a lot of, or um, uh, the Replacements. I think both of my brothers mm. like mm. them, and I'm a fan. I'm trying to think of what else is sort of in my pantheon, but I now I don't know. Whenever I go over to John's place now, it's always like, here, listen to this acapella rendition of some uh, obscure novelty tune of the <laughs> 30s or something. <laughs> He's gone on down a weirder rabbit hole. <laughs> Although recently I was talking to my friend about how I like. Now what I like is psychedelic Brazilian jazz, so <laughs> who am I to talk? <laughs> well, that that is one of the questions I also normally ask, too, is like, what... Psychedelic Brazilian I, jazz do you like? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Uh, well, I guess two questions, really. Like, what were you... What else were you listening to when you got into them? And then I'm curious, like, what else you listen to now? Uh, so when I was a teenager, yeah, I, I listened to a lot of the Beatles. I listened to... Yeah. Uh, they might be giants. Another nerd favorite. Uh, yep. I liked bands that had a bit of a sense of humor. I found mm -hmm. a lot of sort of mainstream pop, like weirdly like syrupy and humorless. Mm. And so I liked things that had like yeah. a bit of an ironic edge. I listened to the Clash. I like you know. I liked things with. A little bit of an edge, but not enough of an yep. edge because I wasn't actually an edgy person. Um, <laughs> a lot of that stuff. I mean, now I find myself, like I said, I'm getting older. I still like a lot of this stuff, like, and I still, you know, I, I just went to with a friend to a uh, tribute concert for, um, uh. Husker Du and it was a very oh. you know uniformly like I mean melodically but uh, you know loud and aggressive right. over the course of the time and I enjoyed it but when I'm at home I find myself all of a sudden <laughs> being like uh, let's see like like maybe Yacht Rock is more enjoyable than I thought or like it is yeah it's good yeah <laughs> Give me some album-oriented rock from the '70s and uh, chill me out a little bit. Our uh, our last guest, uh, Noah Segan, was just talking about the transition from '90s yeah. uh, punk into being a huge Billy Joel fan. So I think it's it comes for us all. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, and I don't know what that is. I think that. 
part of it is being scared of feeling uncool <laughs> when you're younger and just like not wanting to cop to like a song that sounds good to you maybe right that means it's good that yeah that may not be cool uh or whether i mean part i mean and then part of it is definitely that i just don't want my thought processes disrupted by like loud music anymore. Sure. yeah <laughs> sure I pretty much exclusively listen to Bing Crosby around the house now, and I wow. wouldn't have it any other way. That is, yeah, that is some chill music. Oh, my God. Uh, well, we've been talking through most of this. This has the, as I said, the call and response chorus. Oh, right. the, it's all right. Do you know? That stuff. Um, and if you've seen, of course... Stop making sense. You have the backup singers who are a big part of the show. We're great. Dan, I don't. I know from the Flaphouse, it is among your favorite movies. Your favorite movie? It's definitely up there. I mean, you know, it's it's a weird one to put on. I don't know. I mean, it's not like there's a hierarchy of type of movie. But, right, yeah. But if I'm making a list of favorite movies, I don't necessarily... I'm not like, and this concert film is <laughs> is one of the ones I'm going to stick on there. But in terms of like just a thing that is an experience, like I, I actually didn't see it until, again, pretty late. Like it wasn't... You know, I had to like I bought the VHS tape I think when I was in high school, and then just saw it, you know, on my tiny combo TV hmm. VCR. Sure. And it wasn't until again it was at the Brooklyn Academy of Music that they did a screening of Stop Making Sense. It had just been restored, I think, and it was amazing to see it because everyone in the audience reacted as if it was a concert. There was applause after. Oh all wow! The songs that's fun. By that's the cool. People were up and dancing. Yeah. I love that. I've only yeah, really I, I only saw it in the last 5 years or so after actually after seeing him live. I was like, let's let's keep this train going. Yeah. Uh, it's it's an incredible movie. It I would recommend it to anyone who only knows the hits. It's a great way to experience it. Uh Yeah, this is a this I like this song that's on now. It is mm-hmm. You know, as far as things get for- forgettable on this album, <laughs> sure. it it might be this or uh, Moon Rocks uh, that okay. are the. But, but What's I like the name it all. Of this one. This one is "I Get Wild" slash "Wild Gravity." Okay. <laughs> is that an esoteric title, or are there two movements to this, like a, sections of this song? Uh, I think it's just uh, a clever name, as they say in Wayne's <laughs> World. <laughs> or not just a clever name, in that case. This makes me wish I had a frozen drink, this vibe. Yeah, there's a, a reggae element here? Is that A beachy vibe! Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, again, Maybe I just wish I was on vacation. I don't know. Yeah. I do not dance well as a human, <laughs> but I enjoy it very much. I am excited to go to weddings in large part because that's the only time in my life I do any dancing. And, sure, uh, sure. But and otherwise... you're wearing an over, oversized suit at a wedding, I assume. Yeah. yeah. 
very large <laughs> shoulder pads every wedding. If I'm around the house, like this will, this stuff will do it for me. <laughs> yeah, this one is definitely the like the slowest feeling of all of them. Whether or not it is actually. Oh, this song is also the least played on Spotify on this album. Oh, That's interesting wow. to me. Yeah. So your sentiment holds, I guess, for other listeners as well. <laughs> well, I mean, this, uh, I mean, people may have mixed feelings on making Flippy Floppy. I don't know. This, 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 uh, <laughs> I forgot the name already. I'm sorry. This, <laughs> I'm laughing again at the time. <laughs> this album really, like, takes off with, like, four, to my mind, great songs back to back. And then, uh, the mill is a little slower. Swamp's, little pretty, Swamp's pretty good. Uh, and then, you know, it closes out with this must be the place. I mean, Spotify is hard to use because obviously like some songs will get on playlists or like whatever. But um, Burning Down the House has 25 million plays. Mm. Uh, do you want to guess how many plays this must be the place has? <clears throat> oh, boy. Um, hmm. that's a tough. Burning down the house is the second most. Just second the... most on this album, or yeah. of all talking on this album. Wow. Okay. Uh. Okay. Well, I'm gonna. Then I'm gonna guess. Thirty-five for this must be the place. I'm gonna go way up. Okay, Ramsey. I now feel stupid if that's way up because I was gonna say fifty. <laughs> I'm going for it. Two hundred million. Wow. <laughs> It goes from 25 to 200. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, was, That's why I was like, that is shockingly large job. The song has a long tail. I mean, like I said, it is one of the few like sweet talking head songs. Yeah. There's like mm -hmm. other ones like, like heaven is kind of sweet, but it's also like sad. Yeah. Sad, yeah. sweet. Like this must be the place is the sort of thing that you can play at a, a wedding. And so if you are in the the kind of person who wants to play talking at your wedding, then right. there you yeah. go. At, and Psycho Killer has the most plays on Spotify of any okay. Talking Heads song. Yeah. I can see I I would expect Naive Melody to like show up on a ton of different like vibe playlists. I don't know what to call yeah, those. Yeah, I agreed. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think the third most popular <laughs> song is? On this I album? just like this game now. From this of any oh. album. Oh. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, And She Was. I'm going to say Take Me to the River. Once in a Lifetime. Oh, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. yeah. Where, okay, that's all. Where's Game it, over. Where's, where's And She Was? <laughs> on the uh, Sixth. Okay. Where's Sugar on My Tongue? <laughs> ninth. Ninth. It's ninth? Wow, that is the ninth most. According to Spotify. Jeez Louise. That, that feels like... <laughs> The algorithm made a mistake and is now pushing it out for some reason. Maybe. I do know, actually, in high, in no, in college, somebody played me a, a it might have been like whatever the college equivalent of SoundCloud was, but some rapper <laughs> sampled sure. it uh, and did like oh. a weird, like spoken word version of the song in the breakdown themselves covering this obscure B side. Huh. Okay. So maybe that drove some plays. <laughs> But again, to your point, like it could have just ended up on a weird Spotify playlist, and those will really drive yeah. plays sometimes if it's a popular playlist. Well, now AI we're into side two. If you're listening to this on record, <laughs> okay. 
Start kicks off with Swamp. Got a little bit more of a swinging beat. Oh yeah, that um, that synth that I associate with Naive Melody is in there too. The mm-hmm. and he, I like that little chuckle. Yeah, this is one where David Byrne's affecting more of a voice. Mm-hmm. How would how would we describe this voice? Well, that he's trying to sound like ZZ Top? Okay. He's talking about how the <laughs> devil has a plan with a bag of bones in his pocket. So it's kind of... I would call this, like, ominous preacher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Salad motion. Yeah. <laughs> this is very specific, but listeners of this podcast will understand. So Adam Lazar, this lead singer of the band Taking Back Sunday, in his more recent years, has really, like taken on a very southern preacher persona on stage and it's very odd um it's from long island i believe so it's extremely weird hmm. um and it kind of does sound like this so i got it <laughs> <laughs> does that make you like this song anymore no because i don't like that persona that adam lazaro oh, does to be honest okay. i find it um weird <laughs> <laughs> well i mean this song's okay though i don't hate it Preacher is definitely like a thing with Burn. Like like mm-hmm. I said, the call and response in the other one. Mm. And then he did that album with uh Brian Eno, My Life in the Bush of Ghosts, where he sampled a bunch of stuff, including like a lot of like AM radio preachers and preachers? Oh, that's them cool. into music. So Yeah. It's reminding me of also like um Oh my god, my brain just broke. <laughs> um Oh my god, what is wrong with me? Uh I, I want to help my friend. Than a I think box. It's, it's a so- it is another song about a oh, Devil Went Down to Georgia. Oh. Holy oh. moly. Not not specifically, but just like the vocal quality. Right. Okay. So it does like yeah. No, it's definitely like let me tell you a story about some yeah, yeah, yeah. supernatural um, thing. Right. Right. Um yeah. I like this one. Yeah, it's. I like. I'm warming up to it now. Like, I like this groove that we're. Yeah, me too. We're riding here. This is. I mean, the other thing is like. I feel like when I was younger, I had the time to get into an album. Like some yeah. some music really needs to like get its roots into you, and yeah. uh, and this is one of them where like the ones that I found more discordant and less like immediately user-friendly like I came to love over time uh, and the same thing was with like London Calling by The Clash I bought it at $10 the nice price as the sticker said <laughs> uh, because I remembered reading in you know that big compendium of Rolling Stone reviews that used to be at bookstores everywhere. Uh, that it was a good album, <laughs> and uh, and it was, and it was. <laughs> but you know, it was a thing that it wasn't something that I'd heard before. That sort of combination of melodic punk and like reggae sounds and right, whatnot, yeah. and I I had to learn what it was, and I think. It's interesting how music can be that way. Like things that don't necessarily speak to you, worm their way into your heart, and then 
like, but it takes time. And now, right. like, everything is so easy to shuffle. Like, I, I sound like an old man. I'm not saying, like, it's fine. <laughs> there are advantages to both ways, but yeah, I don't spend time with new music. I mean, part of it is I'm old now. I don't spend time with new, new music. I just want to listen to things that sound yeah. like things I like. Yeah, just but, the same. Uh, is this, sorry to keep going back to the one movie, but this is also in Stop Making Sense, right? I yes. think that's where I know this song. Okay. Yeah. It, it was this this section of it where I, I remember the high, high, high. Oh, I see. Yeah, I think there's a lot I mean, of like red lighting memorable. kind of at this yeah. point. And... So, I'm assuming since you picked this as your favorite Talking Heads album. Mm-hmm. What what would what what do you think would come in second for you? A lot of ranking today. Uh, Sorry, yeah, I don't know why I'm on one about number everything. Well, uh, um, <laughs> probably remain in light. I mean, it's you know uh, they're. I think they're. I think that's right prior to this. Um, in official release, I mean, they the, well in studio albums. Like name of this band is, is Talking Heads. The live compilation apparently came out before this, but I think that would be it. It's got a similar sort of world music funk uh, cool. influence. I also like '77 a lot. The first mm. one, which is the most just sort of wiry, stripped down post punk. Mm-hmm. This one, um, yeah. This, this. I'm so sorry. Uh, no. This song is reminding me a lot of uh, the song "Coming Up" by Wings, uh, a band I. I don't know that song. It's, it's a weird one, but it's got okay. that kind of funky guitar quality as well. Uh, haven't mentioned Wings in a while. If you haven't yeah you really have it it's been good job it's been a yeah. minute <laughs> hey folks proud of Listen you to wings. make that your 2023 new year's resolution oh yeah <laughs> yeah i have best of wings and band on the run in my lp collection <laughs> i don't know that i'm necessarily going to go further than that in my wings uh yeah no those are those are good two good options <laughs> I always think of the Simpsons joke. I'm the one who got Paul McCartney out of wings. You fool. He was the most talented one. Uh, I always think of Alan Partridge saying that uh, wings was everything he, the Beatles wish they could be. <laughs> wings. Um, <laughs> no, it's just, I mean, poor guy. I guess... You know, you, you're in the Beatles. You want to have, like, a band again. You got to do wanna, something. You want to have a band. You want to be with, like... And it just never... Like, he didn't have other people that were ever going to push him the same way. Oh, like, yeah. he might as well have just done McCartney solo stuff, as he mostly did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do think after getting into so many fights at the end of the Beatles, I think he just wanted to be boss for a while. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. Yep. This I like this one. This one's nice. Yep, it's got a bunch of funny squawking sounds. Yeah, yeah. I like it. 
That's still me drinking my frozen drink. That's the birds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm setting a scene now. I mean, I think that's the thing about Talking Heads is they're like, they have this like weird dark edge, but they're also essentially a very fun yeah. band. Like they are like an art party band. Totally. Is the band at this point, is, is it mostly, um, like you mentioning the album art makes me wonder this. Is it David Byrne coming in saying like, hey, I wrote all these songs, let's do this? Or is it still collaborative at this stage? I think that this album was like mainly came out of jams. And mm. that's, well, and you know, he would sing kind of nonsense lyrics over them. And then over time, they would be codified, like what nonsense got kept <laughs> and what didn't. The right nonsense. Yeah. I mean, it is. That sort of thing is fascinating. Like, I, you know, I know what it is to some degree to improvise, uh, you know, theater into being or what, whatever it is, like having done stuff along those lines but music despite being in I would say adequate singer and guitar player <laughs> at best uh, is kind of a mystery to me when it comes to the creative end yeah there's uh, there's this process uh, I saw a documentary I can't remember which U2 album it is where, but it, they played reel-to-reels of just them jamming and Bono singing songs, and then it slowly turns into one. Uh, or, like, we've we've all seen the Paul McCartney get-back moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is just, like, this weird, magical thing that it feels like... Maybe it's just about making people listen to you ramble for long enough that it does turn <laughs> into something, like tumbling a rock. Yeah, yeah. I guess I understand it from the stance of, like, I don't know. I, I draw enough, and that I am mm. better at to the degree that I can. I can understand songwriting in this mode a little bit more. Where I'm just like, sometimes I just start drawing, and I don't know what the drawing is. In fact, most times I just start drawing, and I don't know what the drawing is, and then the drawing happens. And you know, some drawings are better than others. Sure, but sure, of course. You keep the good ones, and uh, <laughs> yeah. I guess that must be kind of what it's like. I mean, I think that's, yeah, that's creating anything, yeah. right? Yeah. Not everything is good. <laughs> Except for e- episodes of podcasts. Always mm-hmm. great. They're all perfect. Every no notes. Single one. <laughs> <laughs> I was, did you, I was mad at this Vulture article. Did you read this Vulture article that was like, the great promise of podcasts. They're all radio now. It's just chat shows. <laughs> like, someone who wanted, like, who was like, you know, oh, there's people are doing excited, exciting, innovative, like, structural podcast work. I'm like, in any art form, people doing that sort of thing yeah. is the smallest segment yep. of it. And That's also very hard. <laughs> it's very hard. They're not going to maintain the same yep. way because the, the actual labor of it is so intense. And you, yeah, and it's too hard to monetize for that amount of work. Exactly. And on top of that, I would argue that podcasting is uniquely kind of built for chat shows to be great on right. podcasts. Yeah. yeah. 
Like, why is this what you want? Why are you trying to, like, wrangle the medium into your idea of what yeah. it should be? Totally. Clearly, people want that other content. Yeah. Like, that's what people are listening to. I I do say this, too. I use um, Pocket Cast to listen to my podcast, and it gave me a year-end wrap. And it said I've listened to 41 days of podcasts, and I do want to uh, walk into the ocean and never return with that stat. So clearly I'm a person who likes podcasts, but like, I like listening to people talk. No, no, I love them. And you know what? If if it's a show I like, for instance, uh, you know, Blank Check, my new, like, I mean, now I'm reasonably friendly with those people. But also when I started listening, I was just listening. Um, yeah. And if I like it, I'm like, yeah, give me the three-hour episode right. that has yeah. 50 digressions. I, I want to <laughs> hear that. Like, I might be embarrassed to put that out in the world myself. I understand why people have, like, weird hang-ups about, like, does anyone care? Like, it's just us talking. Yeah. This is so strange. But I don't know. I, don't, I, I had a point when I started, but it, it got lost in the ether. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I also think listening to people talk for hours on end about things that you're also interested in as I mean clearly everyone on this podcast is like generally interested yeah, in like pop culture and different yeah. like niche things yeah. and like have hearing people talk about things that not everyone in your world might be yeah. interested in too is also like a very intimate thing yeah. like I you know as we were talking about I work with celebrities in my job that's really cool great love it like actual celebrities the most I have ever freaked out was I was at a concert and I ran into two podcasters. I didn't even talk to them. I just like got, I heard them talking and so, and they were their co-hosts and I saw them together in a concert and I was like, ah, 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 I like died inside. I was so excited. No, it's, I mean, it's true. I mean, I don't know. When I was post, post my divorce, I listened to a lot of uh, McElroy content and oh, I became sure. disturbingly like parasocially close to them and I, but, <laughs> which was weird because I do know them a little bit and now mm -hmm. I you know I don't know if I text Justin I'm like I don't know what does he think of me are we, are we friends <laughs> like this is weird <laughs> but uh, yeah it can be alarming there is, there is well we kind of talked about that a little bit on the last podcast also with Noah of like bridging that gap between like being a fan of someone and then actually becoming friends with them which yeah. is always yeah. a an interesting uh gap to bridge that article to me sounds like somebody who uh loves nightmare yeah who likes <laughs> oh the why, why in england they have story radio why can't we have that here or yeah yeah i will i yeah. will say that i have found deep into the pandemic now that i have found myself turning back a little bit more to music and or silence mm. because yeah. it doesn't make me anxious in the way that <laughs> listening to too totally. many voices can uh but yeah what a weird thing to get mad about yeah strange yeah <laughs> agreed Although, as somebody on the show who gets mad at music for not conforming to my tastes, that's part of the bit, but... Yeah, that's that's the bit. You don't want it to not exist. Sometimes I don't. You just want me to not play... Okay, but, but mostly you just want me to not play it yes, for you. that is true. Yes, in yeah. very rare cases do I want it to be deleted from everyone's computer. Yeah, just one, once or yeah. twice, but that's really it. Well, this is it, the final song. Yeah, here we go. Oh. 
I can't imagine anyone listening to this podcast hasn't heard this song, but if they haven't, I want to hear from them because that would be crazy to me. And I also enjoy. Also, <laughs> sorry, this is not the best way to listen to it. Yeah. Yeah, this is not. <laughs> Go and listen to it without us jabbering over it afterwards. Exactly. But, um, yeah, it's a, you know, again, largely gibberish lyrics in some sense. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense sense but a song about the feeling of home and finding home and like someone that you care about and uh which is why i think yeah it is <laughs> an a legit sentimental favorite for a lot of people yeah totally it is funny though until you described it as that i don't think i would have described this song as sweet but mm. now i agree with <laughs> you i'm like oh yeah it is it is yeah it might be among the more melodic ones too, less uh, staccato. Yeah. Well, and they headed in a more melodic direction. Like after this came "Little Creatures," which is you know just pretty straightforward pop music, mm. and it has things like "And She Was" oh, on yeah. it. Uh, and then, and then the you know like the last two are weirder cases. Like I, I. Like I said, Naked's probably my least favorite. It's got a couple good songs on it. Mm-hmm. Nothing But Flowers is very good. But um, it doesn't feel like a Talking Heads album so much as David Byrne stepping out on his own. Sure. And True Stories is just them doing versions of the songs from the movie True right. Stories. Mm-hmm. Which are sometimes uh, in character. Yeah. But I would argue for that as a better album than a lot of people say it's got a lot of good just tuneful stuff on it uh including wild wildlife which they wrote as kind of a challenge to themselves of like it's somewhat ironic they're like trying to write an mtv hit because if you see it in the movie it's them it's like the karaoke scene where the people are singing along to a pop song but that doesn't keep it from being a great example of that as well right Mission accomplished. But yeah, nice and sweet to take us home. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the yeah, part that's is. hard to do without like the slidey thing on the keyboard. To yeah, that's impossible. Yeah. You, you can <laughs> you can approximate it, but it's not the same. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, it has to sound crazy like that. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah, this one is just delightful. Yeah. It is very popular for a reason. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> We're just all bopping our heads. Well, you know, it doesn't have... Yeah, we literally yeah. <laughs> David Byrne caterwauling. I, again, <laughs> I love his voice, but... It's, it's, it's non-traditional. I mean, like... And oftentimes it takes me a while to come around to someone who has a more unique voice. Yeah. Like, I was adamantly anti Bob Dylan for years because I'm just like, <laughs> I don't like this singing. <laughs> yeah. But I've come around on a lot of it. That's one I've I've been working on Dylan to like get mm. used to. Where like I can appreciate a lot of it, but then my my style of listening to a new artist is uh, start at the beginning and go through the discography and it's just it's unhinged behavior. It's too much. <laughs> I can't do it with that Dylan. I gotta take Take breaks so in the much middle. stuff. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, I mean, I'm similar. I don't because I'm a, I'm also a big lyrics person, and so it's like if I don't like someone's voice, that's a a hard path for me to go down. Like, there's this band a bunch of my friends like who I won't say the name of because what I'm about to say is rude, <laughs> and they're all they all love it, and I'm like, this guy sounds like Kermit the Frog. I can't listen to this. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Makes me crazy. Audrey doesn't like songs that are too repetitive because she likes to sing along with them. Like, uh-huh. and she's like, I don't want to just like be singing the same thing <laughs> over and over. Like, she, it, it, it drives her nuts. And I'm like, you got to get into the groove, man. You got to get into the groove. And she's like, I don't, it's not my thing. Right. I'm okay with a lot of repetition. Um, but I that is I never even thought of that as a thing that people didn't like. But I've been listening to the 1975 album a lot, and there's one song whenever I've been in the car listening to it with people. They're like, "Can you? This is this is just <laughs> annoying me." And I'm like, "Oh, I'm crying. Sorry." That, that <laughs> happens to me with an LCD sound system where it's like, "Oh, okay, I get this song. We can we can keep going yeah. now." Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, well, that's it. That's the that album. Speaking in tongues. It. Love it, um, Ramsey. What are you? What are your thoughts on? I I'm assuming your first time listening to this front I think to back. So. I'm I'm relatively certain that was my first time. I think so, for me as uh, well. I think my assessment is is pretty much what Dan was saying there, where it starts super solid, not bad in those couple tracks in the middle, but uh, just slows down a bit more and then finishes mm-hmm. real strong. I. I Love it. I don't think I delete any of those. I mean, it's a short album to begin with, but I think they're all good. Fair. Yeah, if you delete any, it's an EP, I think. <laughs> um, uh, Dan, how about you? Like, do you sit down and listen to this front to back? Do you bop around more? How How is this front to back experience for you? N- or is it just standard? Par for the course. Par for the course. It's great. I mean, I, you know, I still love it. Um, like I said, I listen to it so much as a teen that probably if I was going to go to the a record collection right now and put something on, yeah. I might pick out Remain in Light, which... Uh, totally is also terrific and uh, also has one of my all-time favorites on their cross-eyed and painless which ends uh stop making sense and everyone it's the point in the in the movie where like having not shown the audience for the entire rest of the movie Jonathan Demi's like okay now we can go <laughs> out to the audience and everyone's dancing in the aisles um it's a great song but uh yeah I don't you know no no notes no notes, talking heads. <laughs> Good job, talking heads. We love it. Um, well, thank you so much for bringing this album to us, Dan. Thanks. Uh, where can we find you online? Um, or what do you yeah, want to plug? I don't know. I, you know, you know well, no, I'm sorry. That sounds like I'm aggrieved for some reason. Thank you, thank you for giving me the, the opportunity. I was just thinking, like, in the old days, I would give my Twitter handle. These days, oh. Twitter's so awful. Uh, yeah, I, I know. Don't. Uh, but you can listen to, you know, if you didn't find me annoying, you can listen to the podcast <laughs> that I'm on, uh, the Flop House, which has been going on now for over 15 years at flophousepodcast.com. Wow. I know we're not the absolute first wave, but we were early adopters. Absolutely. That's amazing. Yeah. And congrats. How about you, Ramsey? On your anniversary. Thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can find me. At RamseyESS.com, and that'll take you to everything I do. How about you, Heather? At Heather Shea, S H A E, same thing. I'll, I'll, that's it everywhere. Oh, except be real. <laughs> Don't follow me there, though. Yeah. Yeah, we're, uh, I won't accept it unless I know you. 
I think yeah, <laughs> you can find everything for the podcast at if you're listening.com. Yep. You can find a link to our Patreon there that'll get you a bonus mm-hmm. episode every other week. Or for uh, you can vote on future episodes that we do. Lots of fun stuff there. Or cool merch. Or cool We're merch. making maybe our favorite merch, my favorite merch to date. We'll see how it comes as out. As long as it looks good, it's my favorite merch to date. Same. <laughs> Unless we fuck Yay. it up. <laughs> um, I think that's it. I think so. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Bye. Bye. Bye.